What's up, what's up? This is Big John. You are listening to my first podcast ever. Home Tripping with Big John. This should be fun. Got a good guest lined up for today. Uh, You basketball fans should enjoy this. Uh, Seriously, thank you for joining. Let's see how this goes. Big John here. Um, This is my first podcast. Home Tripping with Big John. Uh, a lot of you guys might have remembered we did road tripping with Big John uh, with the Blazers and the NBA. Uh, but uh, since we got all this stuff going on out in the real world right now, uh, kind of tied down here at home, I'm honored to have my first guest um, be Nolan Smith, former NBA player uh, for you Blazer fans out there, you know, part of the Rip City family. Uh, and now is, uh, well, first of all, Nolan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, John. It's been a long time, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's been a long time. Um, let me give you a quick bio on you and then let you just uh, let you fill in the blanks. Uh, but everybody out there, Nolan Smith, uh, a McDonald's All-American in high school, um, attended Oak Hill Academy High School, which uh, any basketball fans out there know that that is, you know, the mecca of high school sports. Um, you had a couple of big teammates on your team as well, didn't you, know? Oh, yeah, I played with some really good guys. I had Ty Lawson, Brandon Jennings, um, Alex Legion, Howard Tompkins, Trey Tompkins, that's uh, what we called them. Uh, right. Yeah, some really, some really good squads during those years. I went 80-2, 80, 80 uh, wow. 2007 National Champion in high school. 80-2. and two. And do I remember seeing you coming out here, man, and playing the Les Schwab tournament? Yes, absolutely. I remember that like it was yesterday. That was a big time yeah. tournament. I especially remember the championship game. We came out there and we played uh my future teammate at the time, Kyle Singler. That's um, right. He had a guy named uh Hawthorne. Hart- 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 I forget his first name. Right. But Brandon Jennings had thirty plus. I had thirty plus. Kyle Singler had thirty plus. It was a big time game. I remember Kyle Singler and them upset Kevin Love's team, Lake Oswego. That's right. In, on their side of the bracket, in order to get to us, I mean, it was big time atmosphere out there with two big time Oregon guys and Kyle and Kevin, and then obviously the winner saw us. So now nah, it was a big time <laughs> event. Uh, yeah, Oak Hill has just an amazing pedigree of players that have come through there, man. Uh, Carmelo. I mean, I can the list could go on and on, but uh, on those lines, before you moved on to college, I got a little trivia i noticed it i don't know if a lot of people out there hoop junkies like myself um there was a documentary called gunning for that number one spot <laughs> yeah uh yeah. rucker rucker park um and for you hip-hop heads out there i know a lot of my friends are mca adam yout from the beastie boys was the director on that if i'm not mistaken yep. uh did you have the pleasure of meeting him i did have the pleasure of meeting him man uh you mentioned that documentary it was a, it was an honor to be a part of the first Elite 24. Um, right. It's crazy to look back at how far it's come, but I remember it started out, it was supposed to be non-affiliated as far as shoe brand. It was basically come and wear whatever shoe, sneaker brand you wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was guys like Jared Bayless, Blazer. Um, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, Kyle Singler, uh, Lance Stevenson as the young guy. He right. was from New York, so he brought he brought the buzz. Uh Dante Green. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. It was top players, regardless of class, and Rucker Park. You know, now they've moved it. So I think I think it's 
they've they've been out to Venice Beach a couple times, and yes, I think yes. they moved it to the Brooklyn Bridge. But there's nothing like Rucker Park to play there. It was it was a big time event. Now now, as someone like myself who grew up in Portland on on the West Coast, hoop junkie, uh, just that whole culture in my neighborhood here in Northeast Portland. Um, I grew up with a couple of guys that went on to the NBA. Uh, I used to guard the Gatorade in high school for Terrell Brandon. <laughs> Nolan, I used to make sure that my cold, man's Gatorade cold. always was cold and that uh, and that his towels were properly folded, man. I was killing hey, it. If I know you, I know you did it at a high level. <laughs> but no, Damon Stoudemire is from the neighborhood. Michael Doliak's from the neighborhood. Um, old school AC Green's from the neighborhood. So basketball, surprisingly, in, in here in Northeast Portland, it was just part of our life. So yep. growing up, Rucker Park, I mean, it can't get any 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 better than that. I made a pilgrimage there, if you will. Uh, I was doing working some boxing for HBO out in New York yep. a handful of years ago. And man, I just hopped on the train and had to go out there and see it for myself and yeah. uh, took some yeah. took some great pictures, man. And it's just yeah, I, you probably can't put into words what it meant to you guys playing there for the first time because there's so much history and culture. Oh, there. there's there is so much history. And, you know, for me, obviously, being a big time Kobe Bryant fan, oh. I remember when he went there after winning, I think, his third championship and he played out there. Just but, showed up. He just showed up and played. So that was that was fresh in my mind. I was like, man, Kobe, Kobe came out here and played after a championship. I'm like, I can't wait to hoop. So nah, it was crazy. I mean, the history there and the guys that went out there and played. And just to be able to say I played on that court, man, it's it's special. I hear you, man. That's something you'll never forget. Shoot, I could do a whole podcast just on Rucker Park, man. Maybe we'll do For one sure. more time. I'll have For you sure. back. <laughs> uh, I actually had I actually snatched a ball from a little kid and had to take a shot. <laughs> just to say that I had a bucket, man. Uh, yeah, I think I missed it, but I had a rebound and a putback. So uh, uh, my hey. my, uh, my stats, I was boosting my stats. Hey, let's yep. move on to Duke. Let's move on to Duke. Um, once again, man, you go from a number one program, or or you know, arguably the best high school program in the country, to yep. you know what a lot of people say, arguably the the best college program. Yep. Uh, what was that like? Uh, it was it was special, man, and it was a. Uh... It was one of those, I guess, at this point now, old school career. Uh, a four-year guy, put the time in, went through the ups and downs as a freshman and sophomore, and just continued to work hard. You know, I think that's I mean, that's what basketball is all about. I mean, y'all have one of the Portland Trailblazers have one of the key examples for hard work, and that's Damian Lillard. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he, he put in tons of work and continues to put in tons of work. That's why he's where he's at now. And, oh, um, yeah. You know, my career, freshman year, I didn't play that much, you know, coming as a McDonald's All-American. But, you know, just had to keep working. Sophomore year, come back, end up taking taking the starting spot, but then had some injuries mid, mid-sophomore mid year. Lost my spot, came back, finished out the year pretty good, but then just had that chip on my shoulder that I wanted to have a big-time junior year. Um, mm-hmm. And I came back and had a big-time junior year. I joined the big three of Kyle Singler, and John Shire and the three of us ultimately led our team to the national championship game. We're national champions in 2010, played against Butler, which was a big-time game versus a very tough and gritty Butler team coached by Brad Stevens. And hey, they're, then, they're re- I, I don't mean to interrupt you, man. No, they're, you're good. Replaying that on, they're replaying that on ESPN2 today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got I, it set to, I got it set to record. I was like, you know what? I forgot about that game. It was an amazing game. I can't uh, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's great. And hey, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just gonna say just to people out there, uh, you led them to the championship your junior season. You're a final four, all team final four. Um yep. 
would you say that was the pinnacle of your of your college career? Absolutely. Um <clears throat> definitely. I mean that year that that year really snowballed me into my next year. You know, at the end of that year, obviously everybody's like, Oh, you're going pro after you win a championship, but in my eyes and my family's eyes, look, you do three years, you might as well do four. <laughs> right. And oh, especially sure. especially to get a Duke degree. So to come back, I had Kyrie Irving coming in. Mm-hmm. And we knew I I thought we I definitely thought we had a chance to go back to back, but obviously, for any of you fans that know, obviously he got he went down with a toe injury that took him out basically the whole season until the till he came back for the tournaments. But that team was gonna be really special. So I wanted to be a part of that. He went down. I ended up becoming the ACC player of the year, basically finished second in the national player of the year race to Jimmer for debt. And it was just it was just a great year. But that junior year really just you know, jump started me on to a big year following and then got ready for, for got ready for what came next. Right. That's fantastic. Before we move on to the next step, I just wanted to touch on a lot of people don't know, man, you averaged twenty five and five your senior year basically. Yeah. Um and was the ACC player of the year. You just mentioned that. That's that's unreal to do that in the ACC, you know, the best conference in, in college basketball. Uh, I, I hope people realize what that takes to do that. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was it was definitely tough. And every single night against all the great coaches in the ACC, like you're mm. you're the focal point of that scout report. <laughs> and I right. definitely felt that. I knew that what it, what it was. Guy told me like we're shutting you down today, <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, well let's let's go. Like I took that as a challenge. I took it personal. So. You know, it's all a testament just to the hard work, the trainers that I worked with, and Coach K just putting his his belief in me to lead our team. So, just being prepared, being prepared when Kyrie went down to really take a bigger step, a bigger step. I was ready as a senior. I think I was averaging like 17 with him, but it had to take a, a bigger step once he went down. Right, right. A lot of people don't realize all the hard work it takes to put in. Uh, hey, let's fast forward to uh, your time here in Portland. Yep, where yep. you were lucky lucky enough to meet me. That was probably the <laughs> the biggest thing you remember, right? Hey, man, look, I, I will honestly say the best part of Portland was the people that I was able to meet while I was out there. I mean, I think Portland as a city is one of the best um, because you're meeting just nice people. I feel like everybody out there is just so nice and friendly. And, yeah, so, yes, you were a part of that. So I, I'm thankful <laughs> for you. You were – I, I, I hope I hope I'm the first thing you think of, man. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, on that whole Rip City vibe. I mean, you know, being you know, you saw it here with Les Schwab and the passion they have for basketball. Yeah. But is there anything? I mean, what? I mean, you just kind of mentioned it, just the niceness of people. But what about the fans? What about the whole Rip City vibe? Oh, that, for man. people out there that don't, you know, that aren't a part of it. My biggest thing going from from the best college fans to me, which was the Cameron Crazies and the Duke fans all around the world. I was transitioning to the best NBA fans. And I know NBA fans go back and forth between, oh, you know, Oklahoma City's have the best fans. And, like, I experienced them all, and I still watch NBA games every single night when they're on. And Rip City brings it no matter who they're playing against. And I think that's what makes the best – that's what makes the best fans. Like, it doesn't matter the game. They show up. And Portland fans, every single night, they showed up. And in, in the city, out eating, they didn't bother us. They showed us love. They were respectful of our family time, of our space. Like, it was just just the respect level and just as as fans, they were just the best. I mean, they treated myself and my family so great out there. 
um, you know, those those were great times. <laughs> they were great times. That's that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, I grew up a Blazer fan, and you'd see the guys around town, Clyde Drexler and those guys. And uh, we are a small town, so who knows? It's a little bit of that small town vibe, but but the fans are bananas. I know they love love the players, and I always. I'm still in touch with guys, you know, like you or, uh, you know, Joel Freeland, Victor Claver, a lot of the guys, um, you know, who moved off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on on social media, man, I'll, I'll say hashtag once a blazer, always a yep. blazer. You know, they uh, – we got – in fact, we have uh, – we've had a lot of former blazer sighting. Gary Trent Sr. Yep. has yep. been in a house a lot lately because uh, – um, because of his son Junior is now playing with oh, us, yeah. a Duke, one of your, one of your Dukies, and we also got uh, Rodney. Yep, Hood. yep. So we got we got we continued some of that Duke love out hey, here. Yes, sir. Um, uh, and then you worked with. I want to get to your coaching here next, but, um, in fact, you know what? Let's just skip ahead, man. Let's 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 move on to uh to your time at Duke. Um, how did after your playing career was yep. over? Um. How, what was your – I mean, obviously, you played at Duke. What was the first step to get on the bench, and is that something you'd wanted to do for a while? Is it something you felt was your next step? Yeah, absolutely. It was always the next step and always a vision of mine. And once I left Portland, um, really after that, for the fans that don't know, the injuries kind of started started happening. Um was getting ready to sign with the Celtics after I left Portland, was playing with them in the summer league. I tore my calf. Um basically pretty bad. I was, no surgery, but I was out three three months. And then so I ended up going overseas, did that for a year, came back, tore my ACL. Then when recovering from that ACL, I tore it again. So once I tore the same ACL twice and I was back here at Duke doing my rehab, coach basically came to me like, hey, you know, don't want to rush you, don't want to make up your mind for you, but, you know, there's a position for you if you want it to join our coaching staff. Uh, I started as, and so wow. I took some time to just think about yeah. it. And then really about a week I, I prayed on it. I thought about it and I said, you know, I think this is, this is God's plan. And I ended up joining the staff as special assistant and starting my coaching journey and really just every single day, just soaking up so much knowledge from coach. And, you know, it's, it's really been a joy to coach all the great players that we've had helping mold them as young men as they get ready for their long college careers or for their one years as they get ready for the NBA with the Zions, RJs, Cams, Jason Tatums, Gary Trents, the list goes on of all the guys I've had the privilege of you know, getting to know and coaching them for a year. I mean, it's been, it's been a great journey. I'm just excited to see what's next. You know, big, big picture. I do want to be a head coach um, at the college level um, and just continue to be be somebody that's just helping these kids reach their dreams. Uh, that's 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 my ultimate goal. Well, first of all, about the fact that a coach like Coach Case Caliber came to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean that for for everybody out there, the all time leading wins coach of any level of college basketball, Coach Shevsky. Um, that that had to have meant the world to you to have him there. You know, he was there for you, you know, when you're 18 years old, coming out of high school, and he's there for you again. Yes. Uh, it seems like in different stages. I mean, that's that's uh, the ultimate father figure right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It meant a lot to me because any basketball player that goes through injuries, when it's something you've worked your whole life to be a basketball player, and then you find when you slowly start to see 
it fading or your dream just fading away of being a long-term NBA player, you know, it hurts, you know, when you really, when it really starts to sink mm-hmm. in for anybody that's gone through that, they know, but to have your head coach be there for you to talk to you, to help start that next thing, your next career path. Um, Cause some, it takes longer. It takes longer for some former players to figure out what's next. And without oh, yeah. that helping hand, it can take a long time. So I, I'm thankful for that. I had that, and he helped me get into get into my my next my next thing pretty quick. I mean, what a mentor situation for you. I mean, that's amazing. Um, and the fact that you're at a program like Duke, a you went there. Yeah. Um, b the the incoming players know your history, so they're gonna listen to you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you you'd hope they would. You hope they would. <laughs> I right, hope coach? so. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, you got a story. You got you got that other side of it where you were, um, you are an amazing basketball player. You were a McDonald's All-American. You go to Duke. You're drafted in the NBA. Man, sometimes things, you know, I've, I've been in around the, I've watched basketball my whole life, but I've been around the NBA and the players now for coming on 20 yep. years. You see it all. I mean, I was there for the whole Brandon Roy. Yep. Yep. I mean, you, you, we go into LA and beat, the Lakers and we go into Miami and beat the heat. And within like a month, B Roy and Dwayne Wade are, are literally saying that Brandon Roy is one of the best shooting guards in the country and it, or in the mm-hmm. NBA and he's unstoppable and this and that. And then boom, it just, it can all, I don't have to tell it, you, it, it can just, it changes in a matter of, you know, one it, injury it can change very quick, very quick. Uh, so I think that's fantastic, and I love seeing you on the bench there, man. As a kid, I can just say this. I hated Duke growing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nolan, I used to root against them all the time, man. Christian Leitner and those dudes. Come on, man. I know, right? Uh, but you know what? What did they say? They only hate the great ones, uh, right? Yeah, I guess. That's what they say. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and on that note, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I wanted to – I'm trying not to touch too much about what's going on in the real world with all this – uh, I was hoping that this podcast becomes sort of a break for the guys to just, you know, take 20 minutes and talk about some yep. stuff. But real quickly, I wanted to touch on, since you are an NCAA uh, double A coach and with the tournament, you know, all of a sudden being canceled, yeah. how does that, how did you guys find out about it? I mean, it was during the ACC tournament. Yeah. What did you tell the guys? What was the reaction and how are you guys going to move yeah. forward? Yeah, I mean, it was one of the toughest things I think in basketball I've ever had to face face-to-face and even harder to see college kids' faces when we wake up. We're, we're three hours from game time, and there's uncertainty as far as if, if there's going to be a March Madness tournament. So then we're, we're hearing Chuck we're, we're hearing, um, we're hearing Chuck say, oh, there shouldn't be a March Madness as we're eating breakfast. So then I, I kind of look and I see yeah. our players' faces, and they're just kind of like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> and – Thirty minutes later, our players was like NBA. Then Rudy, Rudy, it comes out that Rudy gets it, and then Donovan gets it. Our players were like, look, there's, we don't feel right. Like, and there's just an eerie feeling in the room. An hour later, like, there's no way we're about to go out here and play a game with no fans. Like, this just doesn't feel right. And then it just snowballed. Then you start seeing the Big East t- tournament cancel, Big Twelve cancel, SEC cancel. And it was just like, what in the world is going on? So now ours gets canceled. We're talking to our players. I mean, I'm seeing tears. I'm seeing just 
it was just a heartbreaking feeling for our kids, especially for our seniors. But for all of them, our seniors are – it's done for them. Like, they won't get to play in the March Madness as a senior. Like, it was just a lot of emotions and just for all senior athletes and student athletes across the country that it happened to is just so so upsetting for them. But in the big picture of things, it was the right thing for the NBA to do. It was the right thing for college basketball to do and for all the other sports to just shut down to make sure that we just stay safe as a country and to keep our young ones safe and to put them out there on the court, the field, in harm's way. Um, it couldn't be done. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it was done just for that, for that sake. No, amen to that, man. It's, uh, it's getting more real all the time. It's, uh, it, it, we've never seen anything yeah. like this. Nope. You know, you were talking about your senior is uh, Jack White's a senior on the yes, team, right? Jack White, Javon Deloria, yeah, so, and Justin Robinson. And so these guys have been through all of it. They've been through the March Madness. It's, you know, like the best time of your life, man, before things get real. And now, and now that's taken away. I see that in our neighborhood on a smaller level, obviously, but some neighborhood kids, man, some baseball players that live right here in the neighborhood, their, their high school careers yeah. are done. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Um, I just, I wanted to thank you um, for joining me. Uh, for my fans out there, my fans, listen to me. Hey, hey. I think the only one signed up for my, as of right now, I think the only one signed up for this might be hey, my you mom. you got fans, man. If, if, if your mom's your biggest fan, that's all you need. <laughs> Amen to that. We're going to, um, I'm going to start spreading the word. And uh, you, you, like I said, you were my first guest. So I'm going to start spreading the word. I got some local guys I grew up with that are in the hip hop scene still, even though we're all old, I'm going to have them yep, on. Yep. Uh, I, I got some friends that have some, some clothing lines here in town. I'm going to have them on. But uh, for, for everybody out there listening, man, um, my grandfather told me once, you can judge a man's character by how he treats people that can't do anything for him. Mm. So it's like, you yes. know, the head coach, like, like the head coach on the team or, you know, one of the ball yep. boys. And uh, you mentioned Dame earlier, and you have a lot of similar traits as Dame when it comes to that. Uh, I'll never forget someone like myself, man. I'm just on the TV crew. I'm nobody. Uh, but you were always, always cool, always polite. Um, Dame has that yeah. same vibe. You guys got that same people person, yep. man. And it sounds like, you know, you come from a strong family. I think that's where Absolutely that comes from. Absolutely not. You're right about Dame. He definitely does have that. <laughs> right. Um, hey, I'm going to do something on this podcast. I'm going to kind of go off the air with uh, three questions. Okay. And I wanted to just toss three quick questions at you. You don't even got to explain. Okay. Uh, if I don't like your answers, man, I'll probably laugh at you. But <laughs> how about how about okay? I'm gonna go you three. Growing up, your favorite movie, Space Jam. Favorite athlete, Kobe Bryant. Favorite artist or musician, Jay Z. Oh man, I can't go wrong with any of those. Uh, I can't argue with any of those. That's gonna be a tough. If hey, if someone asked me those, man, I don't know if I'd be able to answer. I got right. too many. Uh, hey, Coach Smith. I want to thank you, man. Um, this means the world to me. My first podcast. This is my first step to greatness, man. I'm going to put yeah, you man. with I appreciate you having me on. and It was great. Hey, man, we'll stay in touch. And uh, good luck to you and your family during all this time. And uh, hope to see Likewise, you soon. Likewise, everybody be safe. Peace. All right, brother. Take care. Well, there you have it. Episode one in the books. I want to thank Nolan Smith for joining us here on Home Tripping with Big John. 
hope you guys enjoyed it. That was a great story to hear uh, his journey. Uh, I got some more guests lined up. Pumping these things out until someone tells me to stop. Uh, everybody be safe and healthy out there. I'll catch you guys next time.